0: Hello, everyone. You're welcome to another interesting edition of Sports Africana, where we bring you everything that is African-related. I trust you've had a very wonderful week wherever you are or wherever you may be listening or watching this across the world. My name is Opa Adiola Amokomo. Today promises to be exciting, informative, and by the end of today's um, programme, you'll be glad that you did. Remember, we like to talk about everything that is African-related. We like to talk about um, our successes, well, our challenges, above all, the put, bring up a conversation to see how we can best move forward, move ahead. Um, just in case you want to know, you can listen to us. You can always go to the necessary podcast directory, such as Stitches, Apple Podcast. Uh, Spotify and many more, and you can check us out on our social media platform, Spot Africana, on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Yesterday, um, of course, we do a lot of talking on football, but we're going to take a little bit a li- another trip to another sport, which is athletics. Um, today, I'm going to be interviewing. Well, I don't know where to. I don't know where to play. A former Nigerian athlete turned Portuguese. Yes. Um, So at some point in time, he represented Nigeria. At
1: some
0: point in time, yeah, Yeah. at some point in time, he represented Nigeria. And for some reason, for due to some reasons, he defected to be a Portuguese star. (laughs) As a result of that, he became an Olympic silver medal, silver medalist at the 2004 um uh, athens olympic we're gonna talk about everything um, athens it, it brings me great pleasure to introduce to you francis obiquelu francis thank you for joining us on sports africana it was tough getting old of you you know <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for, uh, so
1: much, uh, it's an honor uh, to be interviewed uh, with uh, Sports Africana, so it's one of those things we do, so I'm happy to be here to, to see what we can do to help uh, our soul country, Africans.
0: Thank you very much. So Francis, um, tell us about yourself, um, your background, where you're from, education, and how did you get into athletics?
1: Well, you uh, know, I'm from, I'm from Anambra, from State. So uh, my father was a policeman. Uh, we, we we live in Imo State. I went to school to government college, but I didn't finish uh, because my father didn't have um, uh, some uh, money for me to, to continue my education, uh, to go to university. But I have the talent um, as an athlete. I used to do it at school. Um, but something always, I'm always like that kind of person that is very... Very positive. I always know what I want in life, and even when I was a kid, um, I always tell my friends I'm gonna be famous. I'm gonna be the best in the, in the world, and so, and that's that's helped me a lot. And I went to Emo State uh, to find my to, uh, to find my life because I dropped out from school. University, I didn't go, um, and you know, life is always uh, somebody's always is gonna help us in life. So I was in Emo State uh, uh, selling the bread in, uh, on the MBC uh, road, and um, some coach met me yeah, because I was one of the fastest. I was a guy that sells more than anybody. So he jumped up on the balls and he was like, I've been run before. I said, no, I'm, I love running. And he invited me to come over to him, most uh, track and field to try. So I said, no, no, I said, try, come on. And I went there and I was sitting down at the stadium. I remember I saw most of the athletes, they are affiliated in the club. Uh, from Imo State Sports Council, but I look at them, they're very slow, and I was good, why are they slow? I can run faster than them, you know, so I went there, I started running 400, and I run faster than them, so, so that's how my life started, and they gave me a place to stay uh, uh, in Imo State to live, and start training, and that's how my, I started training, and started, and started getting uh, to Sports Council, to, uh, 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 to the Classic, and, and up to the Nationals and stuff, and that's how I found my way to
0: Portugal. Okay, now talk, talking about the national team, obviously, um, that was quite a very, very quick trajectory into athletics, you know. Um, so at what point, how did you get to the national team circle? I mean, how did you get to the point where you started running at the national level, then eventually representing the Nigerian team?
1: You know, I'm, like, I, I, like I said, I'm a very talented uh, person. You know, and I just need somebody to push me, and uh, the, the coach helped me a lot. But I, I remember the 1st um o-commerce we did uh, in 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 Balchi, uh 400 meters here. Uh, most sports class I didn't have the money to pay for my travel to go over there. So one of my friend, uh, we paid ourselves. Uh, I brought money for my brother, and uh, we, we 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 went to Bauchi and we would get there uh, a day before the the race. We didn't have a place to stay, so we we slept outside the bus station. Yeah, we slept outside the bus station. And I went to the track. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't registered. I must have didn't register me, so, and I couldn't run. So I was asking um, one of the official uh, uh, to to just to put me to run. I'm talented, you know. Just so I was crying like a baby, and it was. I can't do nothing, this is a national, this is where we select the, uh, the juniors uh, uh, to present Nigeria and the, uh, the African juniors from there, they go to war I said, I can do this, I have the talent. And um, basically the guy said, no, unfortunately I was lucky, one of, one of the athletes was injured and he pulled out the last hit and he said, do you, you want to run now? I said, yeah, I can run, I didn't even warm up and he put me in the like eight. I ran faster than anybody. I ran, I ran 47 or 46, 47 or 48, I can't remember, as a junior. And everything was everybody was like, how, how, how did you do that? So they picked me up. My name was listed. And they said, as soon as you get back from you, State, we want you to come to the National to stay at the National Camp. And that's how I went to National Camp in 1994. Uh, 1990, um, uh, between 1990, 1994. So I went to National Camp. I started training there. the... Uh, a Lagos National Camp, and that's the 1996 um, Olympics. At uh, the uh, 1994, uh, we went to we went to uh, uh, to the World, Af- uh, uh, World Junior, Junior African Championship. So I was selected. Uh, I was yeah, I was selected, and and that's how that's how I found myself. Um, went there, I did well. So I was selected for, to come to Portugal for the World Junior Championship in uh, in 1994 in Portugal. Uh, in 1994, and that's how I ran the 400. I didn't get to the final, but uh, but my goal was when I get here, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go back to Nigeria because I was honest to uh, to one of my officials said I'm not gonna go back. I'm gonna stay in Portugal because I, I think from here I'll find my way uh, uh, to my future. And he said you're gonna go. I said no, I'm gonna I'm, not, I'm I'm not gonna go back to Nigeria. So I defeated from the hotel. I ran away from the hotel the day before they they, they were. I like to go to Nigeria with a three Nigerians, Niger- Niger- my friends, Sylvester Modele and the uh, Wesson Abode. So we stayed back in, in Portugal, no documents, no passports. And that's how
0: we, that's how we found our way in Portugal. That's how I stayed in Portugal. So yeah, I find my way. Wow. Yeah. That must have been challenging. Um, obviously, when you're defecting a foreign country where you don't have anybody, and as you stated, no papers and everything. So how did you survive it? And at the same time, you're able to keep track of your athletic career because not too many people that defect still manage to maintain the focus of maintaining the focus in that same spot that they wanted to do. Sometimes as a result of the pressure of life, they get into other things, maybe just to live their life normally. But you still continue athletics. So how did you, how you able to yeah. get this back on track? Well... Uh- uh,
1: to be honest, I'm kind of I'm um, that, that person. I mean, I'm a very young man that's uh, very very motivated in what I do. I'm I'm, I'm very very good in uh, I'm Christianity. I'm very very strong in what I do. My my, my sense is uh, is something mind blowing that uh, I I can tell you that I'm I'm just crazy what, I, what 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 my head can do. I would believe that as soon as I have the opportunity, I can be the best. You know, when I came to uh, Portugal, I I I didn't I didn't it's gonna be easy, but I said. If I'm coming from Nigeria, difficulty coming to Europe, it's going to be easier for me to handle the stress and handle the most of them. But I, I didn't know what's going to come up. You know, so after we defected, you know, police were looking for uh, for us because uh, it was wrong as that we did wrong guy, it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be done like that. Um but I found myself working in the construction, you know, I found myself working in construction job. I have to I have to I have to stop doing athletics because nobody want me because they said uh, well, we don't know if you're talented now, so we don't. So I went to uh, to the start of Portugal and start working in construction for a good one year and a half. Uh, being a young guy, uh, 16, 17 years old, working in construction, but I love it. You know, it gave me that energy, that um, that focus to to, start, to keep on uh, believing what I want to do. But what I do is uh, every Sunday we don't go to work and I go to training and do some football and rugby and stuff, you know, do myself uh, a favor of myself. So I would do every sort with my friends. So one of my friends uh, from England, um, David Morgan, um, he played rugby. So some my, I, I went there, we played rugby, and I was faster than anybody. So he was like, have you done any sport before? I said no. Uh, but I was lying because even, even then, I have to go a little back because my nobody called me Francis Bigwell. I was called John uh, uh, Smith. I had to change my name to John Smith because I was scared. I didn't have no document, no papers, so I was illegal. So I have to change my name to John Smith. But being a, a young man, and this guy was young, with the same age as me, so he invited me over to the, to the place uh, for lunch, and then we I went to his place, and I met the mom, uh, Mary Morgan, and we were talking, and we were just uh, you know uh, talking about life and stuff, and then and what up, my my mind was like, why are you lying? You're not just me. Too. You're far too big. tell the truth to the lady, so. I have to tell you that this is what I'm coming for. This is my name. This is Professor B. No, I I came from, from Nigeria. I ran away. I defended from the uh, for the Junction piece. And unfortunately, she has a, a newspaper with our names. Listen, looking uh, <laughs> the, uh, the newspaper said, Are you the young man the police are looking for? I said, Yes, I said, I'm the young man. And she said, Okay, I'm going to adopt you. You're going to stay at my place. You have to stop. You have to stop. Working at a procession construction, and if I find a club for you, are you willing to go back to do to to do what you love doing? I say, of course, why not? So you know, my life is a story. My life is a big story in a way that people. I'm going to write a book because in a way, she called many clubs, bigger clubs in Portugal, and they said they they cannot because they are too full. So they called one small club, which is Belenense in in Lisbon, and one of the coach was looking looking for us. And I said, yes, I want him, he's talented. So, and she says, oh, I got your club. And she paid my uh, way to the, to the city. And that's how I started, started training. I started coming back and I started running fast. And, and my my coach was like, I don't want you to run 400 anymore. You have to, you have to run 100 and 200. And that's why I started running faster, going to the meeting and running faster And this. Nigeria invited me over to Nigeria uh, to the Olympic Trials in '96, And I made it to the team and I went to the Olympics. And that's how I started there. Uh, moving and things are getting better uh, as an athlete. Yeah.
0: the sport africana uh, with Francis um right before we end on that short break yeah i said um i was going to ask you how you did how were you able to um get um reabsorbed back into the nigerian system um because obviously for the one and a half years that you were not running where you you're still trying to sort your life out um it will look like nigeria would have forgotten you so how did they? suddenly found Francis Obikwelu. Okay, you've already answered that. You said you were, you came for the trials and everything, but you became popular at the 1997 um, World Athletics Championship, where you came second with Olapadar Azimwa, the Azimwa brothers, where you came second to Canada. You know, even though I felt Nandre should have won that race, because Canada was on lane eight, you know. So how did you kick on from then onwards?
1: <laughs> well, uh, after that, uh, after that, uh, um, after that, uh, uh, watch, uh, watch championship in 97 in, in Athens, um, I think Nigeria, Nigeria still give me that, they the, the understand that I have the talent. So, um, they, they supported me. i I never lied. they supported me They Uh, they were giving me all the things that I needed for me to train over here to, to make things happening. Um, and I, I started running, I started doing well, I started uh, improving, I started making things happening, uh, trailing hard, working hard, uh, making sure that I'm always a, a championship runner instead of a, 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 a meeting runner. So that's, that was my goal. So I knew I I I I what I wanted. I, I knew how, how can I can execute my, my races. Even if I go to Nigeria, sometimes I came third in 100 meters or, or third in 200 meters. When I go to the World Championship, everything turns around. So it's always something different. So I think that Nigeria tradition knew that I have the talent. So there's no, there's not there any question about that.
0: Right, then um, the 1999 um, World Athletic Championship happened to be the one where you excelled, you know, um, where you came third at the 200 meters um, finals. And I think mm-hmm. that you made the release finals as well too. That was your, in fact, that was the first time that you opened up to Nigeria. You looked like a proper top, you were like, probably one of the first few top-class Nigerian athletes at that level, you know. How did you feel when you went going into, um, I think, Sevilla 1999? Did you go to that competition with him that I can win something, you know, because you were really in top shape in that competition?
1: Yes, uh, even even between uh, between the meeting uh, before the award, uh, uh, championship in, in Seville, 1999. I, I was I was running fires yeah. here. I broke the record in 20 minutes. Uh, I was uh, giving problem with uh, uh, Michael and uh, uh, Borden and, 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 and Morris Green. We all battling in the major We are always there. And uh, they knew that they knew that I'm, I'm gonna be uh, a very very um, uh, competitive athlete in, in, in uh, 1999. I knew that I'm, I, I can I can win the race. I can I can win easily. But going into the um, uh, to the 1999, I think we, we, we there was a, a division between us, the, the male athletes and the federation and the female athlete because you know Nigeria was all for, uh, they all focusing on the relay, uh, which is uh, what we do. We're going to relay, we're going to get a medal in relay. But they really, really never. Uh, uh, have that confidence in me that I can get an individual medal as a male athlete because most of the time it's only female athletes that get medals so. or um but i knew what i wanted i knew that I, I can i can do this you know so i think my bigger mistake in that that because i ran so fast in the semifinal i think around 1984 which is a general record uh, back in the days and the number one in the world the best, the best yeah i think i ran too fast and and that was true and i felt it was, as soon as i get back to the hotel and uh, my body was not prepared to run fast like that but i knew with that with that time i have to i have to be very careful how to get up from the blocks and uh, and then and it's a good my race today to, to top three and that's what i did you know so it worked for me and i will still get a medal in the relay and it was very very good it was very um, I think uh, uh, my goal was in the top three, and I did it. Uh, and and I, so I knew I can do it. Uh, I did Because, like I said, I'm a championship runner. In most of my, all my races, I always broke the European record or uh, a German record. All my best time is always in the championship. I never run fast in the meeting. And this is what my coach uh, tried to uh, to make it to be a championship runner instead of be a meeting runner. So to be an outsider when it comes to the uh, the major championship, nobody looking at me. So I'm always prepared and then I'm never scared of anything. So I'm talking about
0: it. Talking about um, classics, meets, and the real championship, um, which is what I realized with quite a number of Nigerian athletes. At the meets, they tend to um, be very, very good. But when it comes to the major championship, like the Olympics or the World Athletics Championship, They freeze out, or maybe they've burnt out already and um, they tend not to perform well, and which has resulted with Nigeria not getting medals in some meets. Why do you think, what do you think, athletes, Nigerian athletes, or African athletes can do to ensure that uh, you perform well at the championship level? Because at the championship level, everybody or the whole world is looking at you, but at the meets, the eyes are not really at you at that point
1: at
0: that. yeah
1: yeah i think uh, you know we we africans we have the talent. we have we have of like it's in nigeria i like, i i i tell you we we have millions of talented athletes and um, there's so many factors going on in, in nigeria tradition. i you know i never heard of it i never i always say the truth uh, um, we are not prepared to get medals in an in individual. We're not prepared to do that. We were prepared to just to make the uh, to make the time uh, to go to the Olympics and just to be in an Olympics. And Nigerians have not have not looked at yourself as a potential, as the, as the, they can any sport. Not I'm talking about athletics, I'm mean just generally in any sport, we can do it. So Nigerian Federation have not that mindset of setting things up because there's so many factors uh to be in the top into the top to to run the world championship it's not about running fast it's about executing the race, during the time they needed you we because if you don't have a team working on you as an individual you're gonna burn out because first for me i have a team I can tell you, I have my medical doctor uh, taking care of my my uh, my vitamins, which is natural. Um, every three months, I have to check my body if my if my everything is okay. Uh, I have my physio on, on me all the time. I have my uh, uh, I have my uh, acupuncture doing everything. Have to be self I have everything in Olympics. The, the the Portuguese, I can give you. The Portuguese gave me everything. They knew that have the talent if you give me everything of course you're gonna run faster you're gonna run fast that's what that's what nigeria is like they're looking at you like okay nobody cares they, they, they don't even they don't even want you to even to get that fast. they want to okay you're running faster that's okay but in the meet, nobody cares everybody when they go to the olympics everybody's going to for shopping everybody's going to buy some bags some stuff i don't know nobody cares about the athletes uh, which this is not good. This is not. This is not the way to handle. They, they should respect these athletes. I always say that, you know. And just Nigeria have to go back to the roots. They have to go back to the roots. And look, how do we get this? Most of the Nigerian athletes, Gloria Lozier, all those best athletes we have Nigeria, It's from school sports. They have to go back to the, this. It's not about uh, Nigeria have the. They have the money. They have the resources. They have everything. How can a Jamaica, a little Jamaica country, a little Jamaica. Uh, 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 and an island and, and, and can produce every year olympic champion something's not working in nigeria the system is not working it's not working they they, they have to understand that they, they have to intervene especially I, I give example this what's his name this nigerian who broke my record in the two millimeters uh, uh run fast in 100 meters uh, uh he go to school in the u.s what's his name Divine. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I I was looking at him, he was running. Yeah, he was running so fast, and me, he was running for so fast. And I told him, said he's gonna burn out. He's gonna burn out. He, he he's not a championship runner. He he he's a mid runner, he's a show runner. He can't be a show runner. He have to be an outside runner. He don't need to be a show runner. He has a talent. But he but Nigeria should have to intervene. He said, look. We don't need you to, to run meet so many meets. You have to run one or two races. That's cool, and that's it. You can't ready for a championship. We need you to get a medal, and that's what uh, the Portuguese people did for me. I know my meet. I got one or two or four meets, and that's it. I don't got too much meets because of money, because I know if I get to the Olympics, I get a medal. I will make more than more than making. So it's very important for the uh, for them to understand that the federation have to talk to their to uh, uh to their organizers they have to talk to their manager uh it's not about go there to run but everybody of course you wanna make money but when you get to the olympics come on let me uh, uh, as a finalist is olympian is forever in your life it's forever you're a finalist nobody's gonna take that out and you get a man on top of it. So that's very important. There's so many things we have to look on. These athletes are talented. But so many things they have to look on. They have to take care of the athletes. They have to do it the way we used to do it in back in the days. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's why we're having so many problem in our, in, our, in our sports. No?
0: Thank you very much. Uh, which that takes me to the 2000 Olympics. I think that was the last time you represented Nigeria. Right, can you talk us through what happened? Um, Yeah. Because that was a turning point really for you, uh, where you decide that, well, I've had enough. What happened? Why did you decide that, okay, I think (laughs) I've had enough of Nigeria, I need to consider my career, and you defected to Portugal eventually. And um, four years later, we're licking our wounds. I'm going to come to that later, but talk us through the (laughs) 2000s. What happened?
1: Well, you know you know uh, some uh, so many people didn't know uh, my story because I don't like I don't like talking about my story I like to be uh, put it back, uh, uh very very calm I don't like when people talk bad about, about me it doesn't matter when to, when people talk about you that means you're very good You're you're very good a uh, good good person in 2000 in 2000 Olympics, I was in good shape I tell you I I was supposed to be in the top three. that's not just that's, that's I was in good shape I was ready. But unfortunately, things happen. You know, I told my meniscus before traveling to, to, to Sydney in training. I told my meniscus. I told my coach, I can't run anymore. Something's wrong with my knees. So I traveled to Sydney. Um, I told the foundations, I'm not, I'm not very good. I don't think I'm gonna run. You know, I'm not even gonna run. I said, my, I have a meniscus problem. You know, I need to take care of it. So I ran with my meniscus. Up to semi-final, I couldn't bear anymore. It was so unbearable. It was so painful, so painful that they have to took me to the MRI. Lucky for us, we in Olympics, we have uh, medical assistance. Uh, we don't have to pay. So I went by. I went with my coach. We, we did the MRI, and the, and the doctor said, uh, "Francis, you have to quit athletics. You, you can't. <laughs> with your knee, you can't come back to athletics. Yeah, you are done. Yeah, because you, you destroy everything." and so-called my federation. We're who, 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 supposed to, like, come to my rescue. They were like, uh, I, I, I came back to Port, uh, Portugal, they sent me a letter that uh, um, they don't need my service anymore uh, due to my uh, current problems and knees problem, uh, uh, they, they, they don't believe that I can come back and run anymore. And I was looking at the letter and say, what? That's fine. I said, okay, can you really help me to go pay for my oppression? You know, it's going to cost me like uh, $11,000, you know, because I'm going to go to do a person to the best best doctor in, uh, in in Canada, which, uh, which is uh, Dr. Max from Toronto Raptors. You know, I said, I need I need that money, you know, and they said, yeah, of, of course, the, the money was approved. <laughs> Basically, the money was approved, but the, the funny part of it that nobody knows where the money went to. couldn't find the money but the the money was approved for me to go to the operation (laughs) but they don't know where the money they don't know where the money is but that's that was the funny thing so lucky for me my club not even my foundation my club from portugal paid my 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 journey to canada i went to canada after the oppression um (laughs) sometimes um not a lot of people knows this you know i'm gonna tell you this uh, after the operation, I have a blood clot, almost died. I have a blood blood clot, which almost sent me three months in the hospital in Canada with my legs up, almost, almost died. But God so God's intervention, I was alive. Um, I said, I, t- I told my doctor, I said, Doctor, in the next four years, I'm gonna be in, in, in Olympics and I'm gonna get a medal. I'm gonna send a picture to you. No doubt about that. For me to survive this operation, don't worry about that. You know, so I came back to Portugal, you know, with my uh, clutches and then started doing my rehab and start training and, and getting better every day. It took me about nine months uh, to start doing some stuff, training a little bit. And then my club gave me a, they said, uh, if you want, you can run for Portugal and uh, we are welcome to run for Portugal. And I said, hey, that's fine. And I went to Nigeria. I paid my way to Nigeria. It's not a joke. It is. I love, I love my country. I went to Nigeria. I talked to the president. Said, "Look, this is what Portugal is going to offer me. It's not about money. It's about this is respect." I said, "I, I want to continue to run for Nigeria. What can you offer me? Oh, we don't have anything." I said, "Okay, that's fine." I told my, I went to my mom and said, "Mom, I'm done. I'm done. I tried so many things to come back to run for Nigeria, but." There's no helping hand, so I have to go back to Portugal. Yeah, I start training well. And then after after one year, I run 999, and that's when Nigeria started calling me again. Start start calling me again to come back to run for Nigeria. I said what well, is it's too late. I'm, I'm done. I'm now right now I'm running for I'm gonna run for Portugal. And that's how I started running for Portugal. So that's how my life changed and then I started doing things in a different way. You know?
0: Wow, wow. So that's how we lost you. Um, talking about Portugal at the two thousand <laughs> at the two thousand and four Athens Olympics, and I, I, I watched all the hundred meters race, and I started seeing you from the 8th to the seventy-five. <laughs> the same place I run. The same. Place of,
1: the same place I wrote for Nigeria in nineteen ninety-seven. Imagine that. Uh, yes. Yes that's the one the same stadium.
0: same stadium. Yeah. Right. <laughs> very very right so i watched you and i was like you're pressing yeah i was like oh, this guy is doing well he's doing well but let me be honest with you when you made the final i wasn't too sure you know when you see america yeah. and jamaicans i wasn't too sure whether you were going to be in the medals. i was just happy that okay you were, at least you made the finals until the race began and I think there uh, was only Justin Gattins that, that won the gold medal in that race, and you came second, and Maurice Green came third. How did that happen? Talk us through the preparation, and were you super confident you were going to medal? You're going to win a medal at the Athens? Yes, for
1: sure. I was, I can tell I was super confident. I was, I was twenty hard uh, because my coach, uh, 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 she's from spain uh she's a lady she's a expert in techniques i was even i knew i'm gonna get i'm gonna break the world uh, european record in uh, uh in athens i was because i was ready I, I worked it in my training that's not a job you know i was training hard i was ready um i remember my last diamond league uh going league was in paris i won the 100 and 200 meters i ran 10.06 and I t- 2012 in the 200 meters. But I was in good shape in the 200, I was top shape in the 200 meters. Then I came back uh, to Spain, because that's where I based, I was 20 in Spain. Then I was watching a, a, a Sport Alan, and there was an interview, uh, uh, they were interviewing uh, uh, Morris Green, and they were asking him, uh, what do you feel, how do you feel you going, going into the Olympics, uh, going into the Olympics, uh with uh with um Asafa power you know uh he's, he's ready and then all these guys and he said to be honest with you Asafa is not it's not my it's not my problem my problem is franco big he's the athlete to be to to uh to, to be beaten in uh in the olympics because he's ready because i've been following him from when he was he was young even my coach just knows him very well he can run he's a championship runner you know and I was laughing because I was ready. We were ready. There's no, there's, no, there's no point about that. I know Nigeria will never believe it, but I was ready. I said, it's, it's not a joke. I said, anybody who's going to beat me is going to run 9.85. If not, I'm going to be the Olympic champion. It's not the boasting. This is the this is, this is boss.
0: This, this
1: is the bossing, you know? This is how it goes, you know? So this this wasn't a, like I went there just to, to run. And I never run 100 meters in a major championship. This is my first time running 100 meters in the Olympics. I always run 200 meters runner, but I was ready. I was ready. I, I was basically ready. It's not it's not going uh, like, OK, it's not ready. I was ready. Just me knows I'm ready. Everybody's already. Even when I run 994, 993, shot it down in, in almost 10 meters, I, I was supposed to run at eight that day. But I said, what am I going to run for? for? I have to just keep on running faster in any, out to the final, because we were running eight, four races in, in two days. So it was it was tough, you know. But I knew that Gatlin was the only athlete I knew that's going to give me trouble. The rest, I wasn't scared of it. I wasn't scared. I knew the Gatlin was the only person I knew was going to be my competitor, he's going to be my person uh, to beat. And he, for him to beat me, he has to run at an A5. And he did. So that's, that's, that's wanting athletes have to understand. It's not, it's not about Jamaicans and Americans. We, we Nigerians juniors, we have the talent. Mindset, when you have the mindset, when you believe in yourself, when you believe you can do it, you can do anything. It's not a joke. When you work for it, and you can do anything you want. You know, I'm still running, I'm still even running today. Even today, I run today, I run 701 in 60 meters at the age of 42. So, so, the same. So you, you keep on pushing your body. There's no, there's no point of uh, getting scared of jamaican American because they don't have one head. They, they don't have two heads. They have one head. It's just one person, just the same guys, mm. you know, and that's what it made different the way, because when, when a jamaican American comes to Germany, they know that other athletes are scared. So I wasn't scared of anybody because my life, I wasn't scared. I was, I, I'm that kind of person. I'm always, I'm scared of anybody. Because I'm ready, when I'm ready, I'm ready. When I'm not ready,
0: I'm not ready. So that's, that's me. So, cool. so when, that's how it goes. When you, when you, you achieved that feat or win the silver medal, what was the reaction like from Nigeria or from your fellow athlete mates or the Federation? Did you get any message or anything? Did anybody contacted you or, you know, everybody just? Yeah, yeah. My mom- yeah,
1: a lot of confederation sent me a message, you know, and uh, congrats, it was a pity we lost you. Uh, Nigerians, uh, oh, the, everybody was watching live, the world, the, it, the world was watching it live, you know. Portugal, uh, every, they shot down there on the final, no, uh, the government shot down everywhere, nobody's gonna go to work. The, everyone went to home to watch me at the final. So it was really, 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 amazing. it was really, really honored uh, to represent this country. I'll be honest with you, it's an honor to represent the country because they gave me the the, the 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 opportunity. They gave me the the everything that I needed uh, for me to be the best, and I did it. So it was a history for them. In the history, nobody, in even Europe, nobody in, in Portugal have done that in a, as as um, in sprinting. So it was a history for me, and uh, it was. <laughs> I can tell you how after the race, after the tournament is. Uh, uh, the government sent uh, the the military base. Uh, 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 jets to come and pick me up from Athens, direct from, from Athens to Lisbon. So it was, it was good. It was good. It was honoured to, uh, to represent this country. You know, up to today, wherever I go, people know me. People talk about me. People are always like there, uh, you know. So it's very important. And it, it doesn't move me. It's, it's not, it's... I got the fame, but the fame doesn't control me. I control the fame. It's not about what I have done. It's what I, I want to give to the people, to the youth, uh, to motivate them, to know that they can do it. They can do it, Nigeria. We have, we have more than hundred million talented, full of talent. We can produce, we can produce fifty athletes running under 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 ten seconds easily, hmm. easily. It's, it's, it's not a joke,
0: hmm. Right. So um, obviously um, you're retired now, and you're a coach. You know, you you train athletes. Um, and- I'm, I'm still running.
1: I'm, very, I'm still running. I didn't you retire. I'm still running in veteran. I'm the world champion last year. Wow! <laughs> wow. I'm the world champion last. Year. That's interesting. <laughs> I'm still running. I run today. I run I ran today. I seven oh one today. My first race in the sixty meters today. So I'm still
0: running. So. <laughs> Working hard and training hard. So, <laughs> wow. And what's your relationship with Cristiano Ronaldo like? I we saw the pictures when you were training him in his speed and everything. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo is just, he's such an hard worker. He wants to be the best at everything. Talk, talk us through your relation. How did you get to know him?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a very low profile guy. I don't like. Um, trying to show off or anything just uh, uh, Ronaldo I knew Ronaldo when he was a kid in in in, in Lisbon in my in my club from sporting uh, Portugal I know he when he was a kid when he was a kid uh, we we basically we live together in the same camp so uh, at the sporting club so we have everything everybody's living there footballers junior juvenile and stuff, juvenile and but before he went to Manchester United he, he always tell me that Francis if I have the speed I'm gonna be the best player in the world, and he always come and train with my coach. So we, our relationship started from back in the days. Not something like now, you know. Uh, we know each other. When even when went to Manchester, I go to his house in Manchester. When he it, was it, when he came back to Real Madrid, I was I was living in Madrid. We were living close to each other. He came to me. We. It uh, just. You no. Know, sometimes he always say that does not give me credit of my work and what I do. And he wanted to show the world that I'm very, very good in uh not only as a coach and as a person, but I didn't want it. He wanted it. I, it's not me. I don't I don't want to show off. I don't want to be up here. I, I, I love being prof, low low-profile as a person. Uh the world talk talk good about me. I don't want to show off anything. It's not about showing off. So uh even before Ronaldo, I have the fame already. So I already tell him, like, and he will say that, look, Francis. I go out with you for dinner with your family. People wanna take picture more than more than me, more than you. People still know you. You know how come you're not a footballer? People in Portugal, everybody knows me. So, so we go out together. It's not that it's not something new. I, I I respect him as a person, as a normal guy. It's not as a fame guy. who we, we, we chat every day uh, uh, when he plays in Italy and sometimes go to Italy. But I do it just because I don't want to show off anything. So our relationship has been a very long time. It's not something today. It's been a back in the days. Mm-hmm. But it's Just like uh, he just did this uh, video there for me to show that uh, you know we're working together in a low profile. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how things go. So um, it's not something I want. Uh, I lost to be my I love to be myself and do my job, and that's it. That's
0: it. Right. And obviously, you, you, in the course of our discussion, you kept on mentioning Nigeria as a law of talent. Nigeria has a law of talent. So do you hope to do something? Obviously, um, you, you, you reside in Portugal, but do you hope to do something or to contribute something with regards to athletic development in Nigeria if you are opportune to? Do you have any aspiration?
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, I I work with Bambo, uh, trying to work this out with with him to make this happen. You know, funny that I cannot live in Nigeria, but he wanted somebody to live in Nigeria to do that. Um, My job, you see, I have a lot of things I'm going on. I don't even have time. You know, I normally don't even train. I train one or two athletes, but most of the time I I work in the football team. I work in football uh, um, in Portugal, that, you know, travel a lot uh, doing some seminars and stuff. But for me, uh, I think uh, um, I, I told Bambo, um, anytime you want me to train your athletes or Nigerian athletes, uh, they can come over. We set up a place, they can stay in Portugal. But sometimes they're scared, of, oh, they're going to be naturalized. And we said, no, they, it's not, it doesn't work like that. It, uh, I, I was unfortunate to have that. It doesn't work like that. I will make sure they, they, they represent Nigeria make sure they're going to be in the top shape and make sure they're going to get a medal in the Olympics. It's not about, I'm not going to prepare them to, to, to run faster than me. So I'm going to make them to run faster. We need, to set, we need to set things up in Nigeria we have to go back to our school sports which is we're not doing anymore this is where you get the talent we have to set up a scouting people that is, they, are, they are paid to be to do scouting everywhere in Nigeria to go and watch out the talent and to make sure they are they are well taken care of they have to have go back to our 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 national system have to be rebuilt again they have to have the uh, everything and AI everything. Uh, where we stayed and uh, we, we live and uh, we go to school uh, we eat we train they have to go back to the roots. They, they do not have the money to do that. it's not it's not about people going uh, uh, making too much money buying a house in London doing this politician politics doing this, doing this no we we, we need to have you need to, we, when the, when the athletes approve their money give them their money give them their money. it doesn't matter what they do their money it's their money. Mm. Mm. You, don't, you don't have to use somebody's and put it in a pocket while they're suffering. Anytime I go to the championship, all, all I, I hear is that oh they didn't pay us our, they didn't pay us our money, they didn't pay us our transport, they didn't do this. How can athletes focus in the of the race? What is they all talking about? I didn't get my money, I didn't get this paid. I didn't get th- this is not the way. An athlete you have to be relaxed when you go to the championship. you have to relax enjoy it and have fun. It's not about going there to fight. You're always fighting. We always fight when I was in Nigeria or up to the left. Always fight. It's about this. It's about this. It's about that. But it's not, it's not the way. It's not the way. Sometimes it's not about our government. Sometimes we talk about government. We just have to talk about self-force. We have to think about We have to change ourselves, not by government. Sometimes the money is approved by the government, but somebody sitting down on that money. It's not giving the athletes what they, are, they belong to the athletes. So they have to go back to the roots. They have to go back to the school sports. They have to go back to the inter-house sports. They have to go back to their meeting, doing a lot of races. They have to get, they get people uh, scouting, putting them in the camps, making them, okay, this is going to retire. This is going to come. This is what Jamaica does. Okay, from here, this is the best we have. We keep him there. Then we're going to bring another person on behind him. As soon as he's retired, somebody else take his his position. That's the way it's supposed to be done. That's the way it's supposed to be done. Wow. We have to change our mentality of approaching things. Right,
0: on that note- um, We have to change.
1: We have to change our-
0: yeah, we need to change our mentalities as Nigerians or as Africans in order to move forward in our sport. Um There you have it, um, everyone. Uh, it's been a wonderful time talking to um, Olympic silver medalist and, um, of course, he represented Nigeria at some point in time. Won medals for Nigeria as well, too. And the athletic Championship in Athens. I have to say that. And the Athletic Championship in Sevilla, you know. And um, it's been a pleasure talking to Francis Obiquelu. Thanks very much for taking time out, out of your busy schedule. To, to It's really an honour. There you have it. Um, we've come to the end of um, Sports Africa. You. Until we come your way again, when we bring you another wonderful interview, a wonderful discussion. Have a wonderful time and stay safe. Bye-bye.